0: Today on episode 234 of the Computer Tutor podcast, Adobe wants to sneak something new into your computer, something that would be able to read and change your data on the websites you visit. Now, does that sound like something you would intentionally allow into your computer? I don't think so. Today, we stop Adobe from further befouling our Windows computers. (coughs) Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor. Tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro. Without all the tech talk. And now, here is your Computer Tutor, Scott Johnson. Hey, welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. If you're new to the show, I am your personal Computer Tutor, Scott Johnson. And I'm here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And I also love looking out for you. You know, sometimes these big software companies think they can just do whatever they want and just get away with it, but that's not happening today. Well, it might be happening for other people, but not you, because you'll know what's going on and you can stop it. This thing we're talking about today is actually pretty easy to stop, too. It's just that people don't notice that it's happening. I work from a home office right here in Safety Harbor, Florida. And right this minute, if I look to my left My two little Yorkie dogs are asleep in their bed here in my office. Yes, I did say bed, singular, because they're both small enough. They like to share a bed, and they're sleeping right now because I think they find my podcast a little boring. Well, I spend my days fixing and upgrading computers. So if you have a problem with your computer, just give me a call at 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 234. So let's get started. I hate to say it, but the thing we're talking about today is unfortunately not something new. It's actually part of an ongoing trend that's probably not going to stop anytime soon unless there's some kind of revolt, and I don't really see that happening. The trend I'm talking about is when large multi-billion dollar companies like Adobe just blatantly try to scam their customers. And it is indeed blatant. Anyone that knows what to look for can easily see what they're doing, but they don't care. And today, you're going to be one of the ones that knows what to look for. Adobe has an interesting history on this kind of thing. For quite a while, it's well known that if you go to the Adobe website, and you get the latest version of Adobe Reader or Adobe Flash, You better not just click next, 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 because if you don't notice some boxes that are already checked, you're going to end up with some McAfee software on your computer, and you'll be wondering, how in the world did that get there? I don't remember asking for that. But Adobe thinks differently. They're hoping you don't notice those pre-checked boxes during the installation, because if you don't uncheck them, then you must want that junk, right? It's pretty twisted logic but Adobe gets their money because the software got installed on your computer, and that's a lot more important than keeping the trust and respect of your customers, right, Adobe? And what about the Adobe programs themselves? Well, just about everyone has Adobe Reader, since it's the standard program for opening PDF files. There are others, by the way, but that's another show. Two things with Adobe Reader. Whenever you install it or update it, you'll see a new icon on your desktop for Adobe Reader. And that's the single most useless icon ever, because no one ever clicks on it. You click on an actual PDF file, and it opens in Adobe Reader. You don't need that icon on the desktop. But the other thing is, Adobe Reader puts itself in the startup group. That means every time you boot up your computer, Adobe Reader is running in the background. Why? There's no reason for that. And as you probably know already, the more programs you have running, the slower they all run. So you can go into the Startup group and take Reader out of that list. But guess what? Next time there's an update to Adobe Reader, and they happen pretty often, you're going to find it right back there in the Startup group again, and another Adobe Reader icon on the desktop. Even though you've already configured it the way you want, the way it allows your computer to work more efficiently, Adobe won't allow that. Their settings override yours, so you have to reconfigure it each time. But those things, they've been doing for a while. So for a lot of people, we just learned to live with it. And I think that's unfortunate that that's just become the norm. It's kind of like when you hear a politician campaigning and making all those promises. We know they're lying. They know they're lying. And they know that we know they're lying. But we're just so used to it, it's just routine. So I think Adobe is just benefiting from our complacency. But now they're doing something new. This is specifically related to the Chrome web browser. So if you use Chrome, like I do, you're going to want to pay attention to this. If you go to the Adobe.com website, get the newest version of Adobe Reader. It'll install, and it seems like everything's the same, like nothing's changed. But then go and open Chrome and see what happens. Chrome's security features are going to say, Hey, wait a minute, something's going on here. And Chrome is going to show an alert to tell you that Adobe Reader has installed an extension into your Chrome browser. Now, if you're not familiar with what a browser extension is, it's a little piece of software that works with the browser to give you some kind of different feature or extra function. For example, like an ad blocker. That's an extension. It gets installed into Chrome so that when you use Chrome to view a website, you don't see the ads. That's a great thing. And one reason it's great is because you actually want it to work inside Chrome. So what's the deal with Adobe just assuming you want the Adobe Reader Extension installed into Chrome? They didn't ask your permission, and in fact, they didn't even mention it at any point in the process. They just stuck it in there. Fortunately, Chrome has the built-in security feature that tells you when some piece of software tries to insert itself without your permission, so that little alert from Chrome pops up and tells you, Hey, the Adobe Reader Extension has been installed. Do you want this? Now, that's Chrome looking out for you. And what does the Adobe Reader extension even do? Well, Chrome tells us, and the first thing it lists is this. This extension will be able to read and change all your data on the websites you visit. Well, you can stop right there, because I know for a fact, I definitely don't want Adobe Reader to be able to do that. Nice try, Adobe, but that ain't going to happen. So when Chrome pops up that alert, you'll have the option to click where it says, Remove from Chrome. And for me, I couldn't click that fast enough. It got kicked out without any further deliberation, and that's what I recommend you do as well. Now, what if you've already installed the newest Adobe Reader before you heard this podcast, and you clicked to enable it in Chrome? That's no big deal. You can still give it the eviction notice. Just open Chrome and click on the three dots up in the top right corner, And in the drop-down menu, click on Settings, and then click on Extensions. Then just find Adobe Reader in that list and trash it. And I can tell you it's a good feeling to be rid of it. Of course, there are many thousands or maybe millions of people that just blindly allow it in and leave it there because they don't know what it is and they don't really care. But you and I, we're smarter than that. Adobe's going to have to be trickier than that to slip it by us unnoticed. And don't worry, I'm sure they're working on thinking up more tricks, so when I hear about it, You'll hear about it. So what do you think? Is it important to you to know how to keep Adobe's junk out of your computer? If it is, and you want to support this podcast, you can do that by shopping on Amazon at my referral link. That link is computertutorflorida.com forward slash shop, or you can always just click the Amazon link that's at the top of my website. And whenever you buy something at Amazon through that link, I get a small referral fee from Amazon. So you get your stuff at the exact same price, And you're also supporting the podcast. It's a win for everyone. And what would you like to hear on this show? Do you have a particular problem or question or something that confuses you about Windows? Well, let me know, and it might be something I can do an episode about. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com, or you can call my podcast voicemail line 727-386-9468. And you can leave a message anytime, day or night, because it's never answered by a human. That'll do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.